Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 184 of the All You Can Hear podcast. My name is Jonathan, and today with me are my three monstrous co-hosts. It's Pound Cake Pat. Oh. Uh, Trash Panda Cole. That's the raccoon. Uh, 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 Whirly Wenzel. All right, and today is the fourth Patcast, where Pat sits, sits down, tells us one of his special interests, and we sit here and listen to his TED Talk. So, yes, uh, like last year on my anniversary, we did a a in- introspection, a little d- deep dive into Tokusatsu, Japanese superhero live action television shows. So, what's the subject of today's episode? Today's episode for the fourth Patcast, we talk about another one of my favorite things. And that's drag queens, baby. Hell yes. Woo! And, uh, oh. and um, today, like like we did the last before, we're going to go just a brief overview of drag queens, just in case, just to, just to clarify a few things people didn't know about drag queens it, for folks on the show or listeners at home, and just to, just so everyone's aware, this is not meant to be a comprehensive sort of overview or or like the history of drag. This is sort of just basic tenets. Of drag, and just sort of like a few sort of bullet points, we can to better understand what drag is, so we, so we can get into sort of the the finer things of it, and sort of like more specific sort of content and queens, and later in the show. Yeah. Okay. So, drag as its mo- at its most basic and its most common conception is a cisgendered gay man masquerading as a very exaggerated. Um, interpretation of a woman, and so everybody's seen at least seen or has some sort of basic concept of what a drag queen is. You know, a man in a very flashy avant-garde, tawdry outfit with makeup. Yeah, so, most everybody should be at least know what like RuPaul's Drag Race is. Yeah, things like that. And some queens or like or paid entertainers were like. Doing drag is like their is sort of like is their show is what they do is what they get paid to do. Some pursue it is like as an art form, and it's 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 a, it's a bit more between the two between a hobby and be- like just a personal pursuit. And some it is it's just for their own personal entertainment or entertainment others and, and a more less restricted hobbyist point of view. Now, drag is an art form, and, and as such, it's very broad and there's very different interpretations of it, many different forms of it, but it's generally considered that there's three very broad styles of drag. And the first of the three are camp queen, which this is the most like common version of basically the most like exaggerated performance of like womanhood. Yeah. Probably what most everyone's common conception of what a drag queen is. Exactly. So like, you know, basically like, Big hair, big lips, big makeup, dresses like very like flashy, like fake breasts, things like that. Not not always, but that's basically what a camp queen is. And the second type of drag is fishy queens, and these are the more subtle and subdued makeup. Basically, these are performers who are more actively able to pass as a cisgendered woman. So they're they're very subdued and very realistic in their portrayal as for the fishy part of what fishy queen means 
You should probably figure that out on your own. I'm not going to say it here. Yeah. But it should be fairly obvious. Yeah. And last... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I heard that term today, and I was like, what is this? I don't know what that means. Now I do. Yes. Yeah. So. And lastly, the third general variety of drag is genderfuck, which is basically eschewing, like, gen- like, like, like basic gender sort of awareness Basically, they're combining male and female into into a single character or performance. So, like, you'll have, like, maybe, like, makeup and dresses and breasts, but they'll have, like, facial hair, like, beards and mustaches, or, like, body hair, bald heads, or, or even androgyny. Basically, it's just saying fuck gender and just sort of making their own version of it. Like All I said, right. th- these are three very broad camps, styles of uh, drag queens. So, they're very fluid. So, but that's basically you can lop a lot of drag queen performances into those three categories. And also, we did want to get into um, other sort of forms of drag, like there's drag kings, which are typically lesbian women who perform the same sort of level of exaggerated gender performances, but as men. So basically, have like them. They may bind their breasts or wear like fake pecs, like a breastplate. Um, we, like wearing padding, muscle suits, or um, draw on, draw on, or glue on facial hair, and just perform these like hyper masculine characters. And the last thing to really discuss about drag uh, queens is sort of the, this the clear distinction between uh, drag queens and transgenders, because drag queen and transgender are two separate things. Yes, two mm-hmm. very separate things, because drag. Doing drag, whether it's a king or queen, male or female, it is a performance. Yeah, like like I've heard it described, it's like that. Like at the end of the day, that will come off exactly. But with like transgender, they are trying to live out as the gender they most identify with. Yeah, because like a trans a trans with a man or woman, that is that person's valid identity. Exactly, and that at the end of the day, that will persist after a show's over. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference. And another big thing is because we're in this world now where people have a, a much better understanding of, like, gender and sexuality and gender performance, it's like drag is evolving and, the, and how people are performing drag is evolving as well because we, because we understand now that gender is a concept and it's not tied to a person's biology. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even the biology is not binary either. So exactly. So, like, literally, dr- drag is for everyone. It's the, it's the basic conceit. Whether it's cisgendered men, gay men, lesbian women, you know, cisgendered male, female, just whatever. The, straight men, straight, straight women, trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming, whatever your identity or your sex, your gender, it doesn't matter. Gender is. I mean, excuse me. Drag performance is for everyone. Everyone should be allowed to participate in it. And allowed to interpret it, interpret it as they are as an individual. So, yep. Yeehaw. And if you don't, if you think otherwise, fuck you. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So, that's sort of my like really basic overview of drag. Just sort of to touch on a few things before we get into like some of the more um, specific points, like basically around like shows and my favorite queens. So uh, how I got into to, to the drag fandom is that it started about, I would say, 2017. And I started with where a lot of people did, with RuPaul's Drag Race. 
where RuPaul is one of, if not the most famous drag queens in the world. The, you know, they've had a, uh, a career that's lasted decades in shows, movies, and with Drag Race, it's where they have several amateur or even you know professional drag queens pr- compete through various challenges to just like show who's the best at their craft. And they've they've this this show's been gone on for over ten years, and yeah. I and I caught um, I started with season three on um, Hulu back when it was still streaming on Hulu because like Drag Race has had a very varied home because it, it feels like it never stays in one channel or streaming place for very long. Yeah, and I just I just fell in love with it because like. All the things I really enjoy in life are is I love hyperbole. I love exaggerated characters. I love just the pad. I just love over the top content. That's why I love wrestling. That's why I love comics. That's why I love tokusatsu because like there's things in all those different forms of entertainment that ex- are exemplified here with, with like the over the top characters, the larger than life visuals. So like this is very much something I was going to love sooner or later. Yeah. And just some of my favorite queens I've, I've come across through Drag Race, like Latrice Royale, uh, Kenya Michaels, Sharon Needles, Shangela, Kim Chi. These are all, like, very, like, varied performers, either from, like, just their personalities to, like, their their looks. Their, um, some, some are more camp. Some are more fish. And um, they're all worth your time to check out. But two of my favorites that may be a little basic, but I really love... Trixie Mattel and Katya. And they were two queens that came to prominence in season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. And with Trixie, she is well known for her like very dry, quick wit, like with some dark humor and her like very uncanny makeup. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll send the picture in, in our chat, but they, she has this, this look that's inspired by um, Barbie dolls. And so she's known for her like her very trade like very trademark um like eye makeup and just like this very like doll like an unnatural appearance essentially. Yeah, you, I remember um last year on our um on our award show for songs uh Pat re- uh, put a uh, Trixie Mattel maybe more a few songs on there. Um you know, uh, it was a very the album. I think I think it was an album. She, like she released a full album. Is that correct, Pat? Do you know? Or? She, she has a, three studio albums, and she's a, a um. She's she's done like more like retro pop, but like her signature sound is like is folk music. Cause, okay. Because she's from the yeah. Midwest. Yeah. No, it was. Um, I never got a chance to listen to it, but like from the songs that Pat put on there, uh, it was very um. Uh, interesting. I guess is the best way to say it because, uh, you know, they weren't they weren't bad, and um, yeah, it was just something maybe to check out. Personally, I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a much bigger fan of her folk music. Her 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 2018 album, um, one one stone is like is my favorite. That was my favorite album of last year because it has it has a lot of like really like fun folk songs, but also like a lot of really good like heartfelt songs on there. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 if folk is a type of music you're interested in, I would really suggest it. And it's it's kind of hard to mention Trixie without mentioning Katya, who is also from season seven, and she's just she's very much an interesting counterbalance to Trixie because they have a great 
natural chemistry. But Katya is like a more energy, like she's a more like light energy, but also she's extremely eccentric. It's, it's really funny how they play off each other. And Katya's, her whole queen persona was based off like Soviet Russia aesthetic. Hell yeah. yeah. So I think John would really like her. And like, but she she's definitely more airing more toward fishy, and whereas Trixie's a bit more camp. Yeah, but but they're they're, they're definitely both camp for sure. And they they mm. they've come to be like very popular queens in the last few years since their season. Like they have several YouTube shows like, uh, is where they just like talk and riff about things in pop culture and just sort of life energy. They have Queens you Like to Watch, which is a Netflix produced show where they. But they riff and talk about shows that's streaming on Netflix, and um, they recently started a podcast, "The Bald and the Beautiful," where it's just it's just dim in an audio format. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I'd like to go back on what I said earlier. Uh, I messed up uh, in 2019. The song Pat put on our awards uh, song, like voting area. Um, list or whatever was yellow cloud and uh it was like uh well i think it was like pop rock or something and it, it was, yeah, it was, it was like, it, a, um, like a 1960s kind of like beach boys kind of pop sort of thing okay yeah and like it wasn't it wasn't bad but you know it didn't make it and i i remember pat being kind of upset about it uh and i, I was like ah i really like the song <laughs> I, I still prefer her folk music better yeah yeah no 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 i was just i was just saying like it was i was just saying like it isn't bad uh you know maybe want to check out uh other stuff as well, and I, I, I was just going to say, maybe everybody else should do the same. Yeah. And um, Trixie also had a documentary that came out last, or it was released last year. I think it got a bigger release on Netflix this year, and that's Moving Parts. It's, it's a great documentary. Basically, it's just showcasing like her on her sh- uh, t- uh, show tours, her tra- trajectory in the all-star season of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and sort of like her like general relationship with Katya and the ups and downs that went over the course of that uh, making of that doc, and they they just like they're one of my favorite things to watch. They just have a great chemistry and they're just tremendously fun to watch. That might be a little basic in terms of like drag queen fandom, but like they're popular for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, and this is sort of just like a primer or an introduction, so. A great place to start is always welcome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my first um, drag queen content I watched was another YouTube series called Nobody's Watch Wrestling, which is a combo of two of my favorite things, drag queens and wrestling. It's where, three, or it's where two drag queens and a, uh, a, a gay DJ review wrestling pay-per-views and wrestling matches. There's uh, Ariel Italic, who is a more, like, intermediate fan. Like, she's very knowledgeable, but she's not – she hasn't been watching for several years. You have Lady Berica Andrews, who's, who's like, a – she's a more of a gender fuck uh, queen. She has, like, she has, like, a big beard and just, like, shows her chest hair. She's, like – she's very ditzy in her personality, and she's more so, like, the newbie. Like, to, very very new to the, to the, to the fandom. It's, like – so you have a nice range there. And, and DJ Action Report, he's sort of the – "Quote, quote, the straight man of the of the group. Like he's very level headed and very dry, and he's and he's like the hardcore fan who's watched for years and knows all the more obscure things. Yeah. And so they have they have a great rapport, all three of them. I would definitely recommend those as well if you like wrestling or just want to watch a bunch of queens read on wrestlers. <laughs> 
And uh, I got to watch a couple other, like, sort of this drag-centric films this year. One John and I watched this year and really enjoyed was Two One Food, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, which is, like, like a pillar of, like, queer content. Like, it's a very famous queer movie. And, and it's, it's really good, too. If you, you want to see Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo in drag, it's pretty fucking great. It's really good. Like, they have, like, they're dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. John Leguizamo is fish as fuck in that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's basically about these three queens on a cross-country tour, and they go and they get stranded in the Midwest town where they have to, you know, teach people, learn some new things. And, like, it's, it, it's a little dated, but it's still, it's a very fun, heartwarming movie. Yeah, I mean, and that's to be expected. The movie came out in, what, 95? It was the very early 90s. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm, there, there's some definitely, like, outdated terminology and stuff. But I, it's on Netflix. Highly suggest watching it. It's real fun. And plus there's, there's one part in particular where John and I were literally screaming at. Oh, oh, and it, it's, like, in the first 10 minutes. And, and you'll know, let's just say it involves RuPaul. And it's a great moment. Don't want to ruin it here, but... Y- when you get to it, you'll know. All right. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, we talked a lot about Divine this year. Yes. We, we, got, yeah. we had our... Um, the had, queen herself. Yeah, the queen of filth. <laughs> Who wants to die for art? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen that video, like, all over Twitter now. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Just a clip of that. God, it, it, that, that female trouble is so good. It's like we we had so much fun with the John Waters films like Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, Polyester. Polyester, God, that's such a good movie. <laughs> and and Divine is just just a force of nature. Like probably if if Divine was still alive, she would probably be the most famous drag queen. Yeah, exactly. Just like I mean, she was the inspiration for Ursula and the Little Mermaid. I mean, and, and when she like. At the point when she died, I mean, she was a very, like, established actor, mm-hmm. too. So, like, I mean, and, and even, like, outside of, like, Camp John Waters movies, like, I mean, it is a really good actor. And and I, I would recommend um, any, any of her John Waters appearances, if you have the stomach for it. Yeah, uh, I will if say. If you want to start... A safe place to start would be polyester. I, I just Definitely. wanted to say, I wasn't on for the uh, John Waters thing, but I decided to go ahead and watch Female Trouble for myself. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely disgusting. It's one of the most disgusting movies I've ever seen. Uh, oh, and it's not as bad as Pink Flamingos. But it it's very disgusting, but I really, really liked it. It was It hit the disgusting notes in the right way. I- exactly, like, as John Waters says, there's such a thing as good bad taste and bad bad taste. And he's very much the good bad taste, in my opinion. And if you just want to look like a general overview of Divine's career and her life, I would recommend a, a documentary called I Am Divine on Netflix. Because that will really give you like a more expansive view of what it was like, like her journey through life and like her career and her friendship and partnership with uh john waters and i think it's it's very recommended so basically that's sort of been like my general overview of my favorite queens and like shows i've been watching but i want to get into my current favorite drag content and that's dragula 
or the the broader title is the Boulay Brothers Dragula: The Search for the World's Next Drag Super Monster. This is currently streaming on Netflix. Unfortunately, it's only the, the second and the third seasons. For whatever reason, the first season is not on Netflix. Why? Who knows? But probably some bullshit some licensing reasons. Legal bullshit. And what makes Dragula different from, say, RuPaul? While it is a drag queen competition, they focus more on like horror themed drag and or like or more just like more forms of drag that aren't, I guess, widely popular. Like a more like underground. I guess, alternative form of drag. Mm -hmm. And basically, they're about sort of testing the queens on the same sort of basic things like how well they're able to adhere their their art form to the challenges and sort of competing through that way. But what makes it stand out is that, of course, they are more like horror or horror-themed or like about monsters or like something more disgusting or depraved. And their eliminations are a little bit different. Whereas the lowest performing queens at any given challenge are given one last chance to redeem themselves in an extermination challenge, whereas they must endure like a very physically demanding, painful, terrifying, or humiliating event. Like, to put it in perspective, uh, the first episode I watched, which was the first episode of season two, the extermination round was where they just stuck a bunch of fucking needles in these queens, like just body everywhere. Ah. And it, it was just like, ow, no, why? Yeah, like, like they're, they're piercing their arms and upper chest with like these, like these long needles as well, just to see what they're willing to endure physically for the competition. Yeah. And I mean, and it, that, that's one of the more tamer ones. Oh, for sure. And season one debuted in Canada, uh, Halloween night, 2016, Followed by season two in 2017, with a, with a larger gap between the seasons. With season three debuted in 2019, and currently, if you if you have access to Shutter, they had the Belay Brothers Resurrection, which is where they take queens from the first three seasons, give them a chance to apply again for a spot on the upcoming fourth season. Ooh. Now, um, I have I have watched all of season two and have started season three. And for the show, I wanted the boys to sort of have a feel for, like, drag queen and drag queen competition. And I wanted to let them watch Dragula. So now, I've been talking a lot, so I want to let them speak. What did y'all think of Dragula? I have been watching Dragula pretty much all day today. Uh, Like, I woke up at 12, and I watched it till we started recording at, like, 6. It is insane. It has me going through so many different emotions. Uh, I absolutely love it. I One thing that I took away... <laughs> that's not just one thing. I took a lot away from this. Uh, why are they so mean to each other? And then... <laughs> I was about to say! Like, they're so mean to each other, and then they just go right back into being nice. And they're like, okay, I'm so sorry. And then oh, they're like, oh, there's so much shit. And, and, and y'all started with season three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I me and Pat watched all of season 2. And and like they like the group in season 2 start out real like snipey, but like by the end of it they it's like this like sisterhood and this tight bond. It's like it's like it's like it's like a battered for, like sisterhood like Yeah, like I mean there's definitely some like you know, tense moments to be sure. But th- uh, I-, I watched like the first two episodes of season three before recording and God, they're fucking savage. 
They're fucking savage. They don't stop. I, I will say, like, in, in terms of just, like, they're, like, just being, like, species spicy and, like, really just shady, that's just drag queens. That, that is true. That That's yeah, just, that that's just like, how drag yeah. queens are. Like, you know... It's still... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's still, like... Uh, ah, man, it just still makes me cringe. Like, I can't... Be, it's hard... <laughs> For me to be rude, I don't know if they're playing characters or not, but like to be genuinely rude to someone is almost impossible for me. Like, I can't. Are they playing characters? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I haven't followed any of these people before today. Well, I think it depends on the queen. It, it really does. Like, because, because they're drag queens, they are going to be, they're going to have a more larger than life personality. So, by default, they're not going to be have some, sort of the same sort of behaviors as, like, I guess the everyday person. But that's not to say there aren't like mild mannered queens. But of course, this is a competition show; it's a reality show. So, you, you, they, people want to see them be snipey and species spicy. So that's kind of part and parcel. But I, under, yeah. but I understand if that's not something you're used to, or like to the level that some of the queens will go. Because I will say, from where I am in season three. They're really shady at each other. Like they, their barbs are out, their claws are out. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, season two, the barbs are definitely out. But most of the time, it's just like relegated to like a couple queens. But it's just like everyone in season three is just fucking spicy as hell. <laughs> Man, yeah. Uh, I was just going to add on to what Colt was saying. It was like, because uh, we talked about this, uh, I'm like the the one person to like easily get cringed very like so often and uh, and I retract. Like, <laughs> it's like I want to be sucked back into my body like a turtle. And uh, <laughs> every time uh, something spicy was happening or was about to happen, I would literally pause it and just have to like do something else or walk away because I was like, oh, this is too spicy for me. Too spicy. <laughs> No, I understand, because I remember when I was first watching Drag Race, that was really, like, one of the first competition reality shows I ever watched, or just reality in general. And so, like, I would get a little worn out just from just, like, them just, like, yang-yang back at each other, just, like, bickering, and just, like, God, it's just, like, a lot to hear people just, like, bicker and fight. As, as funny as it can be sometimes, it's just, like, I'm worn out, because, like, I'm not in an environment where I'm just, like, picking it, being picked at by someone all the time. Yeah, and and like just knowing my sort of temperament, I I I hate conflict and try to avoid it as much as possible. So like I, I I know exactly what y'all mean when you say like fuck. Yeah, you bring up my drug addiction past. Uh, That's pretty fucked up. Uh, In the middle of this (laughs) fuck, middle of this conversation. Yeah, these girls they read each other for filth. Like they'll 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 dig out the dark shit and just like. Say it so offhandedly that they'll, they'll cut you with a knife. God, it was a fucking James Mad- Majesty in season two where she's just, wh- who was it, Monique, where she was just like, Tr- you fucking trigger hack, be alcoholic. And I'm you, like, fuck. You got to pop a Xanax every 10 fucking minutes. Fuck. Like, there's there's Damn. there's definitely certain queens that are, 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 that are more abrasive. Like, we had a time in season two with, like, James Majesty... God, she was insufferable. She she was very obnoxious, and Abora, she was just like very, <laughs> very self centered and kind of delusional, and in some some respects, 
in, in some ways, but then like also self-deprecating because then she would just like be like a bitch for like the entire episode and then the other queens would call her out and she'd be like, okay, I'm sorry, I learned my lesson and then the next episode she's back on her bullshit. It's just like, honey, you need to stop. Just please. You know, but but um, like I will say by the end of that season, like I, I really came around on it. Yeah, Abora had a better, I guess, character development than Jane's Majesty did. Yeah, and, and, and like it was not that like James Majesty was like bad, but God, it, sometimes she just she, she still was had, a lot. She still had some of her bullshit body in where I feel like Abora had sort of maybe turned a, a corner a little bit better than she had. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, I did, I did want to say with what with what you've seen in season three, are there any queens or any looks that, that have stand out to you so far? Of shoot. Uh, I don't know a lot of their... I don't remember a lot of the names. There are some names that I remember because, like, either I hate them or don't hate them, but I have strong feelings of, you don't have to be so mean. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I uh, I specifically don't like uh, Dahlia Black and um, Madeline Hatter. They're the, both mean. Me they're snakes they're, from hell. They're oh so fucking God. mean. I mean, because thing- Madeline Hatter, t- towards the end, because, like... Uh, Spoiler, there's an extermination challenge at the end, and uh, one of them has to jump out of a plane, and she and she's just like, do you want to be on it, or do you want to be in this you know, part of the competition? And they're like, uh, she's like, yeah. And she's like, then jump out of the fucking plane. And it's like, but it's one of my greatest fears. I jump see. out of the fucking plane. Like, okay, you would jump out of the plane, but this person is afraid of jumping out of the plane. Like, you're not, they're not going to do what you do. They, you two have two different fears. Like, it's such a, like, bitch. Yeah, and it's so strange because both of them, like Madeline Hatter, is is the mother, and uh, Dahlia is the daughter of one of the queens from season two, Victoria Black, and, and Victoria was like one of the chillest fucking. Like she queens. was very genuine and, and like one of the like most well liked queens. And to take take a step back, what. John means by mother and daughter is like in in drag. Typically, when someone's being introduced, like once they get into drag or being introduced, they have a mentor. They'll have a queen to sort of take them under the wing and tell them, show them the ropes. ropes, Yeah. So essentially, they become their mother. So that's what I mean by drag mother. So Madeline Hatter taught Victoria James Black to be a drag queen, and then Victoria James Black taught Dahlia Black how to be a drag queen. So then Dahlia just took Black. To honor her drag mother, yeah, and, and it and Victoria is so like diametrically opposed to those two. I'm like, how the fuck did they come from the same cloth? Yeah, because because <laughs> like Victoria was one of my favorites the the previous season. Uh, like uh, Jonathan sent a, a list of names, and uh, I see. Yeah, what, I, what I try to find one that didn't have spoilers in it. One name that I remember because like it's so out there, I was like, that that can be a drag name, yeah, sure. Was Louisiana Purchase? I- <laughs> no, <laughs> like like when that bitch came out, I fucking screamed. <laughs> because- I'm like, this bitch with her whole fucking chest is named Louisiana Purchase. And plus, I'm she, plus she has such a striking first impression <laughs> because like she's the old oldest queen in the company. She's probably like in her mid to late forties. But, like, the way she painted her face and her entry look, 
I thought this bitch got a big old head. It just like, <laughs> oh my god, ain't like p- polygonal head. And then like, <laughs> she looked like a goddamn PS One character. <laughs> but then like in her other appearance, it, it's it's much more like you know quote drag like normal for drag. Like like her, I loved her look as as like the um, burlesque vampire in episode two of season three. Yeah, yeah, that that was really cool. But yeah, yeah, like when she came out with her like introduction, I'm like, bitch, you look like a fucking horse. She like she looked like if Cher had like pinned in her, in her corners of her face and just like stretched, <laughs> like from fucking Terry, Terry Gillum's Brazil, where they stretch out their faces. Yeah, but like I, I love Louie the person because she, she's just like an old Southern queen. Oh yeah, she she's fucking great, and, and same with Priscilla. Like, like I, I don't know what Priscilla said at one point, but she had me dying. Yeah, okay. Priscilla, there's a part in there where they're out of their uh, their drag, and it's uh, it's their normal, and like literally was totally crushing on uh, Saint Lu- Lucia. Lucia um, was literally said that I'm Snow White. Put your uh, put your balls in my hand and started whistling like a bird. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, like some of these queens are thirsty as fuck. Like this, Very horny. Like, like the scene in epi- there's a scene in episode two where um, the boy brothers is uh, manservant Israel, this giant, just like daddy of a man. God, and, and like I'm not attracted to men, but holy fuck, is that man hot? Like, and, and then like he gets like hotter between seasons. I'm like, how the fuck is this possible? And like all the all the queens are just like cooing and gushing over Israel. <laughs> And like he has, he's normally in the show. He's very like he's completely silent and stoic. But for like a second, you see him like crack his smile when they're just like gushing over him. Yeah, and then Priscilla once again says, "Man, I want to ride to Israel like a mechanical bull or something like that." I'm like, "God damn, <laughs> y'all fuck. need to fuck." <laughs> um, I was gonna say another. Uh, now I will say there was one drag. Queen who uh, who actually like I actually enjoyed their look was uh, Yavska and I can't believe they got a ten thousand year old drag wait twenty thousand twenty thousand year old I can't remember what I what thousands they of They're years really old. old oh oh yeah uh hold on wait I think I can find it twenty thousand year old drag queen that's crazy I know I can't believe they did that God what one of the God, when they were, like, introducing themselves to each other, and then one of the queens called that bitch Dobby, I about died. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a, that was pretty good. But I, I do, I'm very, uh, I really like her, uh, I mean, you know, she, uh, they're worried that she, she wouldn't uh, use makeup, but, like, even with the mask and, like, some makeup and stuff, that, that mask looked pretty good, and I don't know, the all, overall design, like, outfit, like, when, uh, she's introduced was pretty sick like man i don't know but um ah man also also she was just uh she said something oh yeah she said um for some like i i think yavsko was just trying to be playful and said instead of saying madeline said madeline and um madeline had her was like was like um no it's madeline and and like it was just like it was just like i'm not a cookie and then it goes to like you know um like one-on-one camera with like like you're not a fucking child it's Madeline, and then like, the person who messed up it. Sorry, uh, I complicated names. Like just trying to move on. She's like, it's not a complicated name. 
Yeah. But, yes, exactly. It's not a comp like, okay, they're just trying to do they're probably just trying to do a bit. And then she just but Yavsko was just trying to say, like, I like the rash on your titties <laughs> and just ca- like had to say it three times. And then somebody w- jumped in and said, Well, you shouldn't be commenting on makeup since you don't you know, you don't yours is bad or you don't do it much. Like, Jesus there was Dolly in Black who said yeah. that. Like, oh my God, like what yeah. bitches. God, they, they they all going for the jugular. Like, they're, they're, all the drag queens are just very strong personalities by default usually yeah so when you get a, a room of like 10 very strong type a personalities and they're all just rip, like rip, ripping on each other like it's, there's gonna be clash episode yeah. one was the rough it was one of the rougher things because like it jumped in right away they're being really aggressive yeah and, and and season two starts out that way too where like I know, like, Abora really goes in on bitch pudding. And then Dan's Majesty had her feud with, um, where she fe- she fussed with, like... Literally everybody, but mostly Kendra. Kendra and Moniki, and... Granted, Moniki was pretty insufferable, but... Yeah, like, she, she didn't, she wasn't exactly helping herself either. Nah, but, like... Fuck. Now, I will say for, what what's the... The mask queen from season three. Yavska. Yavska. That bitch is an instigator, and she pisses me off. Because all, so? all she'll do is just, like, make one little, like, comment, and then it'll just set everyone out like a like a bee's nest, and they're just like, me. <laughs> Motherfucker's like an agent of chaos. One person... 20,000 years old. One person yeah. from this season three... That like at the first episode they they kind of introduced when they were introduced they're a little rough. I was like, ooh, uh, this person's probably gonna be annoying. Was Hollow's Eve, but as the show's uh. gone on, she's actually probably one of the nicest, most genuine one there. It, yeah, I, I could I could see that, but I I like that first episode. Like like me and Pat were, were talking. It's like her or their fucking performance is probably the best out of anybody but her their personality is so fucking insufferable yeah like i feel like like when she came out and was like i'm a post-binary socialist with a pension for anarchy i'm like oh my god like why (laughs) there's like a few times when they know that they genuine genuinely messed up or maybe offended in a certain way they immediately see like, oh crap, I did do that, or like, or ooh, that kind of came off weird, and they will apologize. Yeah, and, and like, and even just from watching the second episode, it seemed like they kind of chilled out a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. They're, they're probably gonna be one of my favorites. I, I like you said, like we said, like Halloween. They had a very like strong personality, just like very. Like a little pedantic in certain things, and, like and, and kind of cringe, and getting hung up. But like, like like we said, Halloween has like one of the best like performances and just general like just high level of skill. Like their first look had like staples in their face, but they were pulling strings out of, it. and the second one had like they're pulling like bugs and shit out of their like bodice, and like just like an amazing overall look. And like plus to talk about them a little bit. Like drag, Dragula kind of made a little history with being like one of the first, like major drag competition shows to have not only like a non-binary queen, uh, queen which 
you know, taking from Halsey sort of self-production, they seem to be like a more non-binary. And they have Landon Sider, which is a drag king. Who, who's probably, if not my favorite, one of my favorites right now. She is also very cool. Because I will say, I knew a little of Landon Sider going into season three. I've seen some of their look. Like, they have a look I saw on Instagram of like, in, them in a, like, in a more horror version of, of the Ten Man Wizard of Oz. And it's fucking amazing. And, like, because Landon Sider is a drag king, they're, they're just, they're a lesbian woman who's, like, puts on this sort of hyper-masculine drag. And, like, whatever the male equivalent of fish is, that's Landon Sider. Because I thought, seeing them in their pronouns, I thought it was a man doing doing whatever drag. But they're very male fish, whatever that terminology is. That's it. Put okay. that in chat. Well, okay, I'm going to send this. Well, well, I was going to say... Um, because that was something uh, Hollow's Eve talked about was how you know they got offended by uh, when Priscilla Chambers used the word uh, fishy and fish and like how it pertains to you know uh, the pH balance of like a woman's uh, area. So that's why I was kind of confused whenever you mentioned fishy. I was like, or fish camp. I was like, is that <laughs> that's I don't know. That was kind of well, honestly, like from what I've seen, I haven't seen as many. People say that fish is a more like negative connotation because it's a whole thing. Like you know, I guess we'll just get and say because like fish comes from you know vaginas if they're carried in a certain way it gives off a very fish like odor, and that's kind of where fishy queen comes from because it's like they're they're so much like a woman that they have a vagina and it has an odor. But because I guess we're we're in just new understanding of gender and sort of. Biology, where since Hollywood is coming from a more like non-binary perspective, it seems to be a bit limiting that you know to put like you know just like strict woman and man on drag when they don't consider themselves either. Yeah, well, and on top of that too, like Hollow's Eve is they were assigned female at birth, right? I think they yeah they were so so like I I can imagine someone who a person who does have a vagina that might be a little more offensive, but like, yeah, because like I, I've like, I'm like somewhat familiar with drag culture. So like I've, I heard that I've heard that term thrown around all the time and didn't think anything of it. And, and so like when hollow's Eve was like, Oh, that's offensive. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? No, it ain't. But then, you know, I, I, I did a little research while I was watching it and I was like, okay, yeah, I could see where, why that would be offensive but well i mean i'll sorry go ahead go ahead oh but like uh, from what the consensus i was able to find online it was like yeah if viewed in a certain way it could be but like there are other terms that probably should take more precedent and probably should worry about more than fish but like i said that this is this is me, an outsider, looking in, talking about this. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I mean, th- that's sort of been my general uh, like understanding of the term and sort of my sort of more newer foray into the overall drag fandom. It's a, it's a more individual like choice and sort of feeling on how that term is used. And like like you said, there, there, there are more terms out there that carry a much stronger, more negative connotation that seem to be 
ha- have a stronger precedent for like maybe we should rethink how we use these or who uses these. With that, that was a controversy that came up in RuPaul's Drag Race. There's a certain terminology that she appropriated for her show that's been sort of been discussed whether or not that should continue. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, go ahead. I, I, I w- no, I was just gonna say like because like I I can totally understand how that can be um, offensive because I mean you know um, like like Halsey was saying you know that you shouldn't uh, when it comes to the pH balance of a woman's uh, vagina or area um, you know that's not something that should be like uh, I'm trying to think of what they specifically used um, it's just you know that shouldn't be made fun of or judged because like. You know, it, it can either be caused by an STD or, like they said, pH balance is thrown off. Or, you know, it's just uh, – this is, like, a misconception that, like, they think that a woman's um, – that somebody, a man or another woman or whoever, thinks that a woman's vagina will never smell like fish. And if it does, there's something wrong. I mean, it could be, but also it is it is kind of, you know – it's kind of – it's natural. And it's like there's nothing wrong with that. And then also um, – And there's a lot of factors that are completely out of those people's control. Out of control. their control. So it's like, you know, I, I completely understand. Um, but like I said, I'm or, you know, I'm new to understanding drag culture and these terms. So I I can't really offer much other than that. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, all of us have been assigned male at birth. So, you know, kind of take what we say with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything if you're new to a new sort of like culture or fandom it's always best to sort of like think before you speak just sort of observe how other people talk and react and sort of you know just sort of take your time to build up what's in the environment especially when it comes to to like queer culture where you know like especially if you're a spectator in something that's like in queer culture and you're not and you're not queer yourself so take a little bit more time to think about you know the things you say and things you do especially in in, in a space like either for with queer people or like have queer as queer adjacent so just like you know just take a little more time you know there's you're all smart people so just just think about it yeah exactly and, and also too like I, this shouldn't go without shouldn't have to be said but like if someone's like hey don't use that i find that offensive you know be considerate respect that person's wishes exactly so but i think season three is off to a great start uh john and i we finished season two today together uh, it, it is my second time watching it, and gosh, there's just a, there's a lot of great moments in season two, and a lot of great queens. We don't want to spoil anything, but like, uh, do you want to talk about some some of your favorite queens before we, we move on? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think for me, for me, the highlight of season two was Bitch Pudding. Just <laughs> yes, hands down, she was fucking great, and all of her looks were just like she got to a rough start, like her first few. The first couple episodes, she was kind of rough, but once she hit her stride, holy shit, were her looks amazing. And, and like I said earlier, like, Victoria was, I, I loved her, even though she was more low-key. I don't know. There, there was something about her I kind of connected with. Yeah. And, and then, uh, guy, like, I, I love almost all of them, so it's kind of hard not to, like, just pick, you know, just a few, but, like, I like Dolly a lot, and um, when Abora chilled out, I was like, okay. Even though the nose thing kind of, I, I wasn't vibing with. Yeah, like, like Abora is a queen in season two. She has like a very pointed 
beat like uh, props using on her nose. Yeah, and, and a lot of her looks were very like bird or chicken inspired. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, that th- they looked great for the most part. It was just, you know, your violet- mileage may vary as far as personal taste. Yeah. And then, you know, fucking Erica was a sweetheart. Yeah, she, she definitely had a lot of heart. Uh, while she did struggle at points during, during her season, I feel like she had a, a a lot of sincerity that came through. Yeah, and, and I think having her through through that season, like, she was mostly, like, the mediator between everybody. And I think that's one thing, like, season three is missing is someone who can just sort of mediate the conflict. Yeah. And that's why I think, like, for me, like, season three, like, it seems more harsh is because didn't have someone like Erica who's, like, like able to take people aside and be like, okay, let's work through this. Like, why do you feel this way? Are you being a little mean? Maybe, you know, we should figure out why you feel this way and maybe we can sort of work things out. And I mean, and, and it, I mean, she would, she would get frank too. She'd be like, "You're being a fucking cunt, and you need to stop." <laughs> yeah, because like with with the with drag queens, even the nicest one, they'll they'll fucking lay your ass out. Yeah, and and sometimes that's needed. Uh, and she also had a very kawaii aesthetic, which I liked for the most part, even if most of her looks didn't fit the challenges a lot of times. Yeah, that, that's, not to spoil it. Yeah, but. but. The, she had, she had a very distinct style that came through the challenge, whether that hurt her or not. Yeah, and, and then like Pat warned me, he's like, "There, there's some looks at the end of season two that are going to make you gag," and, and I thought <laughs> I thought he was being hyperbolic, and who boy, who boy, there was one. I'm not going to say who, but holy. Fuck, I about threw up. There because is like, one in season three as well. I just want to warn you. So there's a look in season three that made me feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> because, um, uh, yeah, because like I said, like, you know, what I told John, there's, there's a look in the, at the end of season two that had me gagging. I wasn't mean it in, like, in the, in the sense of, like, how it's used in queer culture, or like, oh, this is so good, like, it left my mouth open like I was gagging. No, like, I was physically retching at Just this like, one, this one yeah. queen's look. Like, it, it was, it was, like, it was amazing. Like, it's a well-constructed look, but I was sick. Yeah, like, I mean, that, and, like, the Boulay brothers were talking about how the crew was, like, having to run to the bathroom because it was so gross. I'm excited to watch season two now after I finish three. Yeah. And, and like, granted, they'll probably spoil who won season two, but yeah. So I, I would, if, if you don't want to be spoiled for season two, I would say stop when you get close to the finale and then go back to watch two because they show the winner of season one at the, toward the end of season two. So like if you, if you want to, as, as minimal as spoilers as possible for yeah. like, and I, think, and I think I saw somewhere that the winner of season two does come and judge. So at some point, so I, I would say keep an eye out for that. But okay. like, like John said, so go ahead. Did, did we had something to say Colt? No, I was just saying, okay. Like okay. I, I, I understand now. Okay. Uh, some of my, like Bix pudding was like, my favorite from season two because mm-hmm. she has just like this trashy hooker aesthetic through, like through a lot of her looks like she did a gr- she has a great look uh and then this in a, in a slasher themed episode oh my god that was so fun because like a lot of those look a lot of the looks from that one 
I didn't feel like really because it was sort of like scream queens. Yeah, so they're they're gonna, they're going to be more like more like fish to use that term, lack of a better one. Yeah, and, and like I, like a lot of them, like I could see where they were coming from with what they were going for, but I didn't feel like it. A lot of them fit the scream queen aesthetic, but bitch puddings, holy shit! Like that was just like the most. Like if like if a scream queen was like turned up to eleven, yeah, and like because th- there's a certain point r- with bitch pudding where she changed like for me, and, um, and it, it's pretty early on. So like, she, she, if you're not a big fan of her at the beginning, I say give her a chance because there there she just she had a she hits a she hits her stride at some point. Yeah, because like at first, like I was like I do I hate this bitch for you know pun intended. But, like, yeah, like, I think it's, like, around episode, like, three or four, she really comes around. And, like, like you said, we, we had a lot of similar favorites. Like, I love Victoria James Black. She had a, just, like, a, like a really good personality and, like, very visual in her, um, in her drag. Oh, my God. And, and, like, just the details and everything. Like, I mean, like, even if her performance wasn't great, like, she was going to be, like, top three just from look alone. Yeah. And, like, as much as Jane Majesty got on my nerves with just kind of being obnoxious, she was, like, one of the best, like, skilled queens. Like, she has she has a Dia de los Muertos look that I just loved. Yes. Uh, I also really loved the Mad Max one. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite episodes in season two is the, um, the rock and roll episode. Oh, yes. I'm a slut for fucking, like, glam metal, like, 80s butt rock yeah and, and god they were all so good so um there, there, there's a lot to, to look forward to i definitely encourage uh colt wenzel to, to pick those up uh, to, to, to either go back to season two or to continue with season three and anybody out there who's like like just like enjoys horror and like more off the beaten path stuff like alternative punk, punk rock stuff dragula is a lot of fun exactly and i feel like like for me, it was probably like sort of the best place to get into drag for me because I'm I definitely like the more horror stuff, mm-hmm. whereas you know like more of the top forty RuPaul sort of drag could I won't say turn me off, but I was like okay yeah that you know there's, there's it, a, it, it didn't grab me the way Dragula. There's has. a very distinct difference because like RuPaul's been on for over ten years, so she has a very like big, highly produced like a lot of moving pieces. And so, like, just to have a more, like, grounded, more humble production, like, with Dragula, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air, honestly. And because there aren't as many challenges, you see, like, you see more of the Queen's interactions. Yeah. And, like, their process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's, that's sort of the, the heads and tails of Dragula. Obviously, very strongly recommended by all of us here. It's on Netflix. So, easy to get. Uh, but my next point is that I want to know about what y'all what, what y'all have experienced with drag in the past, whether through like TV, through media, or even like personal experiences. I kind of want to know like what was your preconceived feelings of drag before this episode and before watching Dragula. That's what I'm interested. in. So, what do y'all know about drag or what experience with it before? Uh, I've known or known a little bit about drag, pretty much. Since like I was like nine, ten, somewhere in there, I used to watch RuPaul uh, with Cody when it would come on at night, and uh, we just have a blast yelling at that. 
and also one thing I do remember, it never leaves my head. Also, whenever I think drag, this pops up in my head. It's the Chow Down at Chick-fil-A uh, music video. <laughs> oh my God, I think I remember that. It's uh, three drag queens. It was around the time that uh, Chick-fil-A was being... It was coming to the public more so about how Chick-fil-A is... Uh, homophobic Homophobic and, and stuff like that. And they just said, you know what? Let's sing about some waffle fries at Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good song. It, it's a very fun <laughs> song and video. You should definitely give it a check. But that's pretty much all... My history, I don't really have much other than just RuPaul and that. Um, I uh, I've always heard stuff about from Pat and um, Cody and Tanner about this place, uh, local called Icon, and um, earlier this year, uh, we we went back in February. We we planned this kind of thing because we were originally supposed to go for my birthday. Um, but like I got, I was just really, really nervous, and I was like, ah, I just want to low key just celebrate my birthday. Um, so we didn't do it. But then we, uh, then in February we were like, you know, let's do it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, because like I, I don't, you know, I was like the reason why I was just so nervous is just because like, uh, I, well, I mean, at the time also I, I wasn't, um, I was, I think I was low on some like of my medicine, so like my anxiety was just up real high, and like. Um, yeah, and then I, I just didn't know, like, what the experience would be like. It was just such an unknown thing, you know? Like, I, nothing against, like, drag, uh, queens or kings at the time. It was just, it was just something I didn't ever experience up close. And, uh, but then in February, I was like, yeah, let's go do it. And we did it, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, God, that, <laughs> we, that night was so fun. That, that was a great night. Um, I, that, that was one of the things I want to talk about in this section because, because that was your first experience seeing drag live in person, I really wanted to see what you um, felt. Like, what was that first experience like? What were some of the standout moments, if you could remember, uh, from that evening? Oh, I can remember, Pat. I, you know, <laughs> it was funny because it was my first time, and you guys made me drink a lot. And somehow, I was like, I became instead of regular Winslow, I became Cosmic Entity Winslow, Antichrist Winslow. For some reason, I like side tangent. I was, like. This, this is the first time this boy was drinking, and he was drinking all of us like out veteran alcoholics under the table. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck he was doing. Yeah, like like for a first time out and about, like drinking, like he he showed it. You know, he did not skip a beat, and we knew we had a monster in our hand. We took like a shot of fireball whiskey and just did not blink. <laughs> like, because literally, I, I taught was, like, him well. Because that, that that is a very infamous drink in our friend circle. Only a couple people, one of them included here, can stand a drink and do just like whoop, just took it like it was nothing. Oh yeah, it's like me and Tanner. That's it. Because like I, I was nervous at first. I was like, "What is this going to taste like?" And I was like, "Oh, nothing." It or you know, it tasted fine. It tastes like, like big oh, red. man. It's like drinking big red. It's great. And it was just, it's so funny because everybody, you know, it's like everybody was handing me these really strong drinks and saying like, hey, try this, try this. And it was just like, nothing was happening to me. And I like, it, it, I was drunk though, obviously, but like, you know, that don't drink and drive everybody. Oh um, yeah. We, we, we had an <laughs> like, Uber. We that. had an, we had a cool it, as hell Uber. We had an, oh, was that the, la- yeah, yeah, that no, was the I'm lady just, who offered us, or the, was it a lady or guy who offered us to go to Taco Bell? 
I thought it was a guy. It might have been a guy. It was a guy. Okay. Yeah, we had a guy. I was drunk because, as fuck. I don't remember. Yeah, I was about to say because you guys might not remember this, but I remember when we were when the guy was driving. It was a Lyft. Uh, he was driving us, and we just like went on this huge tangent about music and SoundCloud and stuff. And he, yeah, I remember uh, that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember too much, honestly. The only thing, the only problem I had was by like by the very very end, I was just <laughs> there goes. <laughs> I was, I was just, um, um, I was just really sleepy. That's it. I was just sleepy. But other than that, I was conscious. I was aware of everything. Like all my thoughts were sound and here. And I remember everything I said. Um, but back to my experience though, when we were there, I was so nervous. Cause like, again, like I didn't know what was happening. It was amazing. Like it was like, you know, my friend, you know, my friends were there. They all provided a, uh, a safe environment. Um, and the people there were really nice too. Like just the, you know, icon goers or whatever. They were all really nice. Nobody was like, you know, mean or rude or anything. Like everybody was super, super nice. And and the drag queens were just beautiful. I mean, damn, they they looked good. And like they were also just really funny because <laughs> like at some point, uh, every I think it was Tanner and everybody else was saying it was my birthday so one of them I, I can't I can't remember her name it was Genesis uh, yeah Genesis is Genesis. like the headliner of that of that uh that club yeah, yeah she's like the head bitch in town <laughs> Genesis you know she was like asking me questions uh but she was like she was like what's your name I'm like Wenzel she's like where are you from she, I was like Coling she's like that's a Coling name doesn't make any sense, but I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> and then, she, and then, you know, they said I was my birthday, so she gave me a shot of tequila. Uh, really fucking good, um, man. Yeah, because I, I remember you having an interaction with Genesis, and, and I just and I remember you're kind of like you're you're just being your Wenzel self. You, you had your hoodie on. You're kind of like sheepish and just like my name's Wenzel. It's my birthday, and, and everybody's like, "Hey, happy birthday, Wenzel!" And everybody's like, "Woo!" God, it. Yep. God, that that was so fun. <laughs> And then it was so funny, too, because it wasn't my birthday. And then, like, at the end of it, there was, like, there were so many people telling me happy birthday. And as we were leaving, there was, like, two girls leaving. They're like, your name's Wenzel, right? I'm like, yeah, happy birthday. I'm like, thank you. Just, like, <laughs> it was it was great. I loved it. It was a great time. Uh, I would definitely 100% want to go again. Oh, yeah, de- especially sick. when COVID dies down. You know our yes. asses are gonna be at Icon just a bumping. Yeah, um, imagine, um, imagine the just the queenness of it all. If we if we were at Icon or any other gay club when like Chromatica came out. Oh my God, the gays would oh, be bumping. Yeah, that'd be sick. Like, like no, like no lie, like their performances were great and like i i kind of wish i brought more money because i was like i was giving out so many ones and a fives like it was great Um, oh man that is a good point i did want to bring up um if if you if you you ever uh, get the chance to go to a a drag show um just a couple of points of behavior uh just sort of general behavior hey just be kind consider it aware of yourself and your surroundings and other people around you just be just generally nice also Always, always, always tip your queens and, and bring cash and in and, and small bills too. It's because, yeah, cause especially a lot of these queens. That's out how to get paid is through their tips, through their shows, and like even if even if a queen just kind of ho hum for you, give them a tip anyway because like that might be a large source of their income. Exactly. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And and there and yeah. there, there are a couple queens around here who always put on an amazing show. 
one uh, one of my favorite uh, shows is when we were at Icon, and uh, Genesis was, was one of her because one of her shows. It's usually three queens that each do three uh, acts, and this this time. Uh, I remember she she's out in her like her day glow leotard. She had a she had a thermos with her and she was kind of dancing around with her hand over the lid and she pours this liquid around her and it's like what's what's that about? And then you see this some of the stage managers like back up back up and she fucking lights that shit on fire. Fuck. Like that stage <laughs> was on fire and Tanner was like five inches from the flames. He's just like Wah! that's shit. crazy. That was some <laughs> shit. Uh, it was so cool, man. And um. One of my favorite uh, moments from one of our many times there, um, there was a drag show where Cody lost his shit at. Um, there was a queen who, uh, who was a, she was a personator queen, and she did Reba McIntyre, and holy fuck, she was Reba. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember Cody and Tanner both talking about that a lot. So, like, Cody was like, <laughs> that's, that's Reba. <laughs> <laughs> because she looked just like her she had the same mannerism the same facial expression she fucking like channeled the spirit of Richard McIntyre it was good shit it was that was hell great. yeah uh, so drag shows they're a blast we def- definitely recommend it I guess the next step is see if Cole ever wants to go to a drag show. We definitely want to hold his hand and get him introduced to that if he's ever interested oh, of course I'd like to go it's just like by the time I turned uh, the age that I could enter these shows, uh, the world was in lockdown. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they, they let you in at 18. You know, you just can't drink. Yeah, oh, so yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll make you, they give you a straight edge mark on you. Yeah. Uh, sort of my, um, I probably have a little more experience than Colt or Wenzel, but because growing up, you know, a lot of my friends were LGBT. So I had friends who were drag queens and, you know, and sort of very adjacent to it. And, and then, like I said, we'd go to our local icon, which is our local gay club. And it's the only place in fucking town you can fucking dance because every other bar in this fucking town is just fucking bro country and I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you ain't lying, man. When we were, uh, it was funny because we were walking by one place and there was like a fight about to happen. A bunch of, of course, frat rednecks yelling at each other. God damn, good w- shit. Was that when we were walking from La Hacienda and passed by Innisfree? Yeah, because yep. there, there's like some, there's like some bro dudes at the at another bar, and a, a, a second set was passing them in like a truck, and they were just like yelling across the road. God, yeah, Innisfree is just a degenerate pit. Just uh, uh, the troubles of living in a college town. Yeah. But, like, yeah, because, like, our, our local gay club is the only place where you can fucking dance. has any decent music, either. It, exactly. Like, the only other ones would probably be, like, Downtown Pub, which doesn't exist anymore. R.I.P. R.I.P., our usual spot. Or Alcove, but Alcove is a fucking closet. Uh Icon is too, but Icon's a lot more fun. Yeah, and plus, like a it, lot less hipsters. <laughs> yeah, and plus, like as much as you drink there, you, you don't mind the space after a while. Oh no, and, and like no. the fucking bartenders there—they know how to get you there, and their their drinks are fairly cheap. Too. Yeah, the most drunk I've ever been has been at those bars. Oh my god, I've had to drag people out that've been puking in trash cans. So yeah, like you know, 
very familiar with Genesis, who's, like I said, probably top queen around here. Uh, I, I saw her on Facebook uh, a while back, and she did a cosplay of Jean Grey as Re- uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, she's a big comic book fan. And, and God, it was fucking great. Uh, also, it, it, it may not be something that you think about, but also drag queens really tall. Oh, my God, yeah. I took a picture with this before, yeah. and she's like, I swear, a foot taller than me. Well, yeah, well, and also, too, they're wearing, like, really high heels. Yeah, there's so. heel, but, like, a, a lot of queens are just naturally freakishly tall. Yeah. Uh, and, and then one of my favorite shows was we went to this, uh, uh, some friend or some acquaintances through this, like, Halloween party. Was that last year? Last year, we had, we had a warehouse Halloween party. Holy shit, that was a barn burner. Oh, and, and we had a drag show, and probably one of our f- other favorites, Saliva Godiva, was performing. And she did a routine that was mostly just... Vine uh, compilations. Vine compilations, and it was f- fucking hysterical. Hell yeah. Because like, there was a song woven through all these like Vine... Uh, it was a 303 song, the, the, the Daisy Dukes one. But it had to, you know, it would just like cut to all these famous vines. Like, look at all these chickens and Mary Chrysler. <laughs> or my favorite is like, <laughs> some something Daisy Dukes make me want to go say free Shavakadu. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Saliva Godiva, she's she's definitely an up and coming queen, and she's very much in the aesthetic of Dracula. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hashtag Let's get Saliva Godiva on Dracula. <laughs> and she's like, she's very much into horror and like. Very much into the filth aspect. Oh yeah, because God, I've seen clips of some of her shows, and like I about gagged. Like she's like eating people's feet. She's like rubbing stuff on her ass, and like she's very intentionally like playing up like a, a gross aesthetic, and like it works. By God, yeah. So, um, so and like like Colt was saying, like that, that Chick Fil A song, and, and and I've been very aware of like some like queen music and stuff like that but like god after pat has shown me dragula i'm like i'm in for it and i'm about to do do a deep dive you better believe it's no longer just a rob zombie song i don't mean to be that guy but i was kind of low-key disappointed when you know realized they didn't have the budget to license that song Yeah. yeah they're not like they're not like rupaul where they can have a licensed song every episode we're like playing at least ten to fifteen grand for a song. Yeah, exactly. Hell, they played Toxic in the season opener of season three. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and, and I think that was, like you were saying earlier, I think that was probably one thing that sort of, uh, I don't want to say repelled, but something that didn't really attract me to RuPaul was just how overproduced it kind of got after a while. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love this like really dingy, alternative, very humble production and, and the boule brothers are fucking great yeah drac morton and swanzilla they're great personalities they're very much evocative of like the old horror hosts of the, of the days that's like elvira and, and vampira and people like that and they have a podcast creatures of the night which is it's a it's a great listen they, they talk about queer culture they talk about horror they talk about cryptids hauntings, everything in between. It's, it's a great listen. I would, I would recommend that. And, and why didn't you tell me this before now? Well, now you have this, a whole other thing to uh, consume. I know what I'm doing at work tomorrow. <laughs> the, only, the only downside is it's a bi-weekly show. Bi-weekly? Oh. It comes out once every two weeks. Okay. 
but it's it's a great show because like my podcast listening has sort of had this trajectory where it's like horror, like cryptid, supernatural, and then like gay slash horror. To now it's just gay. <laughs> Fuck hell yes. <laughs> so yeah, so it's very much just it, it's 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 been it's been a ride just to sort of to to go to to have this sort of new branch of my drag fandom with. Uh, with Dragula. It's a great show, and I can't praise it enough. And lastly, I w- we want to have a little fun with uh, just what we've experienced with drag so far. I would like to hear from the from the lads, uh, what would their drag name be, and what would their persona be, what would their look, and what would their routine be if they have one in mind. So I would like to hear that from y'all. Lads make a drag queen. I'll be honest y'all with you, for, this is a whole lot. Yeah, like, Pat didn't tell us this until we were right about to record. And I'm like, fuck, that's a lot to drop on us at once. And of course, this is just like, you don't have to do all three, but just like, if any one you have an idea for. I have one. All right, all let's right. hear it, Wenzel. I was, because, like, as soon as he dropped that, I was, I was like, everybody else, I was like, ah, oh, that's a bomb to drop on us. Uh, but okay, it's just like Dragula. We just got to go. It's a competition. Um, uh, I, I had one called... Uh, or I, I thought of it on the spot. Miss Kaiju, uh, the look is, <laughs> I guess, monster stuff. <laughs> because, like, I was thinking, like, maybe, maybe, like, like go for, like, a villainy kind of monster uh, routine or, like, um, personality. Kind of like with Dragula. Because, God, that's such a, that's such a fun idea. And, um, and then, like, also, like, all the songs would be uh, baby metal. All the music would be baby metal. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. God, I, I I thought of like just sort of a like I, I'm I'm just like loving like any sort of like '80s hair metal throwback. So like a look like that, like I don't know, like a name like Ride Ooh, Ride the Lightning but, or some sort of play on that. Ride your lightning. Oh, ride your lightning. Hell yeah. Oh, ride your lightning. Okay. Um. Oh fuck. Okay. I had another okay. I just got another good one because I've been listening to this really good uh, avant-garde metal band. Uh, their new album it's called uh, they're called Imperial Triumphant, and they had a new oh, album they, come out they this year called are Lit. Yes, Alphaville, and uh, I didn't really like Vile Luxury, but I might go back and listen to it because maybe I might like it now. But like this new album, it's like avant-garde metal, jazz metal. Yeah, uh, it's like a it's like a t- it's just fusions of different genres. And like when I when you look at their um, what their album are and like what they're going for, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the the silent film uh, Metropolis. And I was now that I think about it, you could do a fucking drag of like of the woman, the robot lady in Metropolis, do that and like. Oh, I'm sure that uh, exists probably and like also like you can use like for your music use like some heavy like imperial triumphant or some like avant more avant-garde like music or something and then like uh really work up that look i don't know what a name would be for that but you know do something with that if you're interested (laughs) yeah And, and one thing i will say is like someone who's really into fucking metal like fucking the music for Dragula, like, especially in season two, like, by the end of it. And granted, it was all, like, royalty-free, but holy shit, I was like, hell yeah. Or, like, they, they've had, like, personal friends who are, like, musicians and, like, mm-hmm. sound directors, so, like, they're able to use, like, original music for the show as well. Yeah, and, and it's, like, big, like, symphonies and just, like, chugging guitars. I'm like, fuck yes, this is me. 
Nice. There, there's a really great, like, I guess more rock metal song and like, um, the finale for a show. That was good. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, mine, um, mine was sort of be like, because I'm such a big fan of like wrestling and toku and comics, I would very much be a, and incorporate that. Like I had to have like this belt that led me to like switch between all of the different, my different favorite things very much like playing into the sort of like the kayfabe of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm just a toku hero who can transform into all these different types of things. Like, cause you can't tell me tokusatsu isn't drag when you have these people transform into strong flamboyantly colorful characters. I mean, that's drag. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And my name would be ginger alien. Because I'm a redheaded bitch and I'm struggling. <laughs> All right, boys, All right. it's done. We're we're done. Fuck, Pat. What that's about you, good. Colt? <laughs> Dude, I am scratching my head. I'm looking around my room, panicking. I'm like, oh god, uh, that's not a good name. Uh, you know what? My name would be War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> Why did you go like something with Gundam? I was I, trying I to think a of a Gundam, Gundam name, but I couldn't think of anything. So I thought Louisiana Purchase—that's a name. Why not War of eighteen twelve? Fucking Colt coming out like a colonial bitch. <laughs> Got the fucking powdered wig and the giant fan and shit. Oh my god! She, we, she we, has she has like musket. Colt will have like muskets underneath her pant- petticoat. And she comes out riding a cannon, like an old-timey, uh, like, Revolutionary War cannon. <laughs> God. Fuck. Colt, we're, we're going to yeah. make this happen. You I, I, I want to see the Revolutionary War fuck queen, but I, I, want, I want to see Gundam Queen, where she just has, like, the fucking little, like, the, the plastic frame bits, like, suck on her face, like, eyelashes, and she has, like, the pliers for, like, her fingernails. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I mean, I mean, shit, you could do like, oh man, I I wouldn't say do your hair in a V fin, but like you could put like a V fin like tiara on. No, I think the hair in a like, V fin would be pretty dang cool. I mean, oh yeah, no, go for it. You know, it would be just like fucking all might. Yeah, <laughs> from my hero. Um, do that. Do you have like some green visors, sunglasses? Do some like you know some kind of retro stuff uh, with that. I, I don't know what you could do for the outfit. I would have to sit down and think about it. That was cool, though, about Dragula is that we actually see the uh, queens like and, and the king, and uh, we actually see them sketch out stuff. Like, that was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, and, and I will say, like, that that was something that kind of caught me off guard with season three because you don't really see much of that in season two. You see, you see more like the interpersonal reaction and them, like, painting their face or, like, maybe, like, working on some stuff. But, like, you see more of their, like – physical creation of their looks. Yeah, and they uh, actually like talk about it more like what they're trying to go for before the floor show whereas like in season 2 it's it, it, I feel like it's oh. more like a secret and then when they come out it's like, oh fuck. Which you know, yeah. that that, that kind of helps it too but like mm-hmm. you know it, it, they they both work in different ways. Exactly. I was going to say though Cole you could do like if you had a name I would go for like New Victory. Or, you know, something like that. Like, a new victory. Because, you know, there's victory Gundam and there's new Gundam. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of sick. Oh, but oh, and Pat, I was going to say, Miss Kaiju could be, like, the enemy of your drag uh, queen. I like that. Like, you know, I, I got to summon my giant robot to fight your giant monster drag. God. Are, yep. are we about to have a fucking 
drag wrestling show in our backyard. I mean, and, and once COVID stops, I don't see why we can't. <laughs> oh, oh like, my god! And my then you dream, I would want to have a drag wrestling. That's why I look. There's one episode in season three that fucking gives me so much goddamn life. Is that they literally the challenge was wrestling drag. Wait, in Dragula uh, or season, no, season, or, or season three of RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh hell yeah! I was like, fuck! I was like, I, I was like, I, I, I hit the ceiling there because that's exactly oh, what I want. Well, in a, in a lot of ways, it's more the Venn diagram between wrestling and drag is closer to a circle than many people. Oh, of course, because you have these people like putting on garish costumes and putting on this very uh, elaborate persona. So, like, it's it's like wrestling is drag. Hell yes! Comics are you, drag. You know, Anime is drag. That was something. That was something that was awesome too about this was they got a uh, they got a comic book artist judge in there, and that was pretty sick. And like you know, a lot of the drag queens and stuff. Uh, well, one of them, and there were others too. There all were pretty much were like inspired by anime, by comics. Like you know, that's like that's pretty awesome. And um, I was just going to say, if I could get, like, a dinosaur costume for Sasha, she could be, like, my little sidekick drag king. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, but I would love it because, like, Sasha is just kind of a bully and she doesn't listen to Wenzel, which would make a great <laughs> dynamic. You, you know, you say that, but she would probably just, she would actually probably just get scared of everybody and hide uh, under my legs. Because whenever whenever my dad, like, tries to talk to her, she'll just run to me and, like, hide behind me. Oh. Yeah. But then, you know, he, like, he's like, it's okay. And then, you know, gives her a tree and she's like, ah, who are you? <laughs> so. Hmm. I guess, lastly, I guess, like, either I can ask this, like, what type of the three types of queen, which one do you think you would be or which one do you think the other boys would be? Y'all go first. <laughs> So there's fish, uh, there's camp and genderfuck. Uh probably genderfuck for me and Jonathan. Cuz I feel like at this current point in time we have long hair and it's easier to portray both uh genders normally or not normally uh popularly viewed way. Wow. Okay. Let's see. I think John could be a he could be a, a very good fish queen and a really good ginger fuck queen. That's what I was thinking. Just one of those two. I think Wenzel, um, if he if he didn't keep his mustache, he be he could do a really good fish queen. He could, yes. He, he I think he might be <laughs> the fishiest. Oh, definitely. Um, oh man, I I I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say I'm gender fuck, but you know I I'll take it. I'll take whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see you doing that as well. Because, like, there's no reason why you have to shave your facial hair. Because, like, part of me wants to see how fish I could be if I were to be a drag queen. But also, I kind of want to see what I could do with the ginger fuck. Like, I would have, I, I would know I would use my kilt and the beard and go from there. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck. But, yeah. like, if you were to shave the beard, I could see you being a good camp queen. And, like... Because I'm already thinking about the reveal. If I just, I'm out there with the kilt and I just ripped that bitch off and I got just, like, this... Fucking thong under there. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tucking. Yeah. Hard. Oh, it, because I because I, I have I do have a wild fantasy. I did I did dream up a drag performance. I guess sort of to cap it off. If I ever were to make it as a drag queen, I think my dream performance right now was to, to do a routine set to Square Hammer 
by Ghost. Yeah, that would be good. Because like, actually, I, I think I have a couple Ghost uh, drag shows, which are very much in line with the Dragula aesthetic. Anyhow, uh, basically, you go through. The, I, I come out wearing like this very like papal regalia, you know, very much like um, uh, Papa Emeritus himself. But then there's there's one point. I feel like it'd be a bit late in the song to do the reveal, but like the there's there's a point at like the last like maybe forty five fifty to thirty seconds of the song. Um, if, if if you've seen the music video, you kind of know what the point is where the big pop in the sky comes out. I would do that where I just drop the Rhodes reveal and I have like like bikini on, drop the the papal hat, and I'm just like fucking snatched. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I and I just strut and I had like these like fuck me pumps on. <laughs> like fuck. just looking good. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of uh the heads and tails of our drag show, everybody. Uh I really appreciate um y'all just like coming to coming to the the drag uh I guess show that was just like with such interest in the enthusiasm because i was like low-key you're always a little concerned a little worried about how something you really enjoyed kind of to yourself how others will enjoy and i'm really glad that y'all have sort of picked up with it because drag is very much a spectator uh, show yeah And, and what i loved was you know we were finishing season two today and just seeing our group chat light up with Colt and Wenzel just being like, this is fucking awesome. And also just like, ah, just like the anxiety screaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Colt just like, yeah. ah. I, I just watched the first episode. And now I have another show to add to my already growing list of shows I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the seasons are fairly short. It's, it's 11, Ten 12 episodes. episodes. 10 like episodes. 45 minutes to so, an hour. So you can get to it fairly quickly if, if you want to binge it i would say savor it yeah um and sort of sort of as a last point like not related to the drag but just sort of the show in general like this is my first like pat cast is being like the i guess the lead host so i i came just like this weird like headspace today but basically i just want to thank y'all for just like trusting me with the show and it's sort of like, and, and plus everybody listening today, like sticking with us through this sort of transitional period with a couple of our mentors moving on to bigger, better things. Like, and just to show that, you know, you know, you're, you're still along for the ride with, you know, with, uh, with a few, with just a few more, uh, less lads. So I appreciate that. I appreciate all y'all. When essentially I was a guest, guest host, our guest, uh, special guest that never left. So I really do appreciate Y'all trusting me with the show and sticking with me as as the show has gone on. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We tried putting Pat traps out, but he just wasn't taking the bait. Yeah. Also, just like thank you for thinking we were good enough to continue to hang out with every week or talk to at least every week. So I appreciate that and appreciate all of you. And I thank you for listening today and just and can, for listening and I hope you continue listening. As the show goes on, I really do appreciate that. Uh, be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe on all your podcasting platform that helps us out, puts us higher in the algorithm, and just keeps the show going. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catchers out there. We're in all of them. Just share them around, and uh, we really do appreciate and t- listen to us on our socials, on Twitter and Instagram, at AYC's Podcast. On Facebook and Letterbots, at all you can hear 
on Twitch at twitch.tv slash all you can hear and YouTube as well, which is also all you can hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. Follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B O I 24 and Letterboxd at John Odinson 12. My name, Colt, follow me on Twitter at Colt D00. Have a good day. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow Wilkie. Follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Uh, we are getting into the holiday season and uh, where we're at and where um, I don't know if you if anybody where you might be at. It's getting cold now. Stay safe. Wear a mask. And um, yeah. And before we go, go fucking vote. Oh, yeah. Go vote. Yeah. But also, I feel like if you listen to us, you probably you probably do. Yeah. Uh, but like, hey, we, we, just one more person to tell you to go fucking vote. <laughs> As yeah. if there's not already a chorus out there telling you to go vote. But yeah, it's kind of important. So please do that for us and for yourself and for the fucking country and probably the world. Please save us. <clears throat> yeah. No, Biden and Harris aren't great, but it's better than fascism. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, goodbye. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Bye. Happy Halloween. Uh, yeah. Have a good day. Bye. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.